Hi there! Welcome to episode 65 of the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a song you may be familiar with, though it might sound a little different than you remember. It comes to us from a Famicom Disk System game called Dracula 2 Seal of the Curse, but you probably know the NES version by another name. As part of Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween, Matt and I are taking a return trip to Dracula's castle, and it's a horrible night to have a curse. <laughs> Get ready to process Dracula's rib, because tonight we listen to the music of Castlevania II Simon's Quest for the Nintendo Entertainment System and Dracula II Seal of the Curse for the Famicom Disk System. <laughs> Matt, do you now process pro- process Dracula's rib? Um, for a while, uh, I used to just process pig ribs, uh, but now I suppose I can process Dracula's rib. <laughs> <laughs> How are you today, Matt? Uh, you know, can't complain. How are you liking this October weather? Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, I'd like to point out that for half of it, I'm going to be in America. I mean, half of it, I am in America. And the other half of it, I'm in the Mediterranean. That's right. We're not recording this in the past. Nope. No, sir. This it's is October. Right on time. And it's part of Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween. And uh, we do like to, to, to jump in on that particular barrel of joy here at the Waveback Podcast. And um, so uh, we're, we're going to be talking to some Castlevania, too. Because what says Halloween like, Halloween like Castlevania music? Mm, I don't know. Lots of things, but... Yeah, it's true. Anyway, you doing all right, Matt? Yeah, man. Can't complain. Yeah, having a good time? You happy to not be doing a Smash Brothers episode? <laughs> uh, yes and no. Uh, right? The, it's, the Smash it's, series was fantastic. It was, it was, you know, quite a trip through, you know, some amazing IPs for Nintendo, but um, I, I did miss getting back to doing what we do, which is pick a game run it down from top to bottom and really just, uh, you know, just give it the once over for music. Yes, indeed. So um, what, we're, what we're doing tonight is we wanted to do a Castlevania II Simon's Quest, and uh, it kind of occurred to me that the Famicom Disk System version uh, of that game has, a, it's all the same compositions, but they're pretty different flavors. So I thought it would be really fun, kind of like the way we did with our Legend of Zelda episode and our Metroid episode to kind of do a little compare and contrast between the NES and the uh, Famicom, because there are definitely some pluses and minuses on both sides. But um, let's, do all, let's, let's get back into the swing of the way we used to do this podcast. Matt, hit us with some history. Sure thing, boss. Dracula 2 Seal of the Curse was released for the Famicom Disk System on August 28, 1987, and was ported to the Nintendo Entertainment System as Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest on December 1, 1988. In a similar vein as Super Mario Bros. 2 and Zelda 2 The Adventure of Link, Dracula 2 Seal of the Curse was billed as the direct follow-up to the FDS title Akamajo Dracula and the NES's Castlevania, but instead of following in the action platformer footsteps of its predecessor, Simon's Quest changed up the original game's core mechanics in some very unexpected ways. You still swing your whip and toss bottles of holy water around, but there were no longer stages. Instead, Castlevania II was more exploration-based experience, complete with towns to explore, villagers to talk to, items to find, and backtracking. Of course, the one thing that it undoubtedly had in common with Castlevania was a kick-ass soundtrack, but the transition to NES from the Famicom disc system was not without its issues. Castlevania II is pretty well known over here in the U.S. for its legendarily poor translation. Without a subscription to Nintendo Power, there was simply no way to interpret the clues given to you in any sensical manner rendering the game nigh unbeatable. But the bizarre text wasn't the only major change that came with the translation. While Dracula 2 Seal of the Curse was on a Famicom disc and took full advantage of the advanced sound capabilities of the platform, Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest was on an NES cart, and as a result, the music had to be reimagined to work within the American console specifications. To the best of my knowledge, the game's music was composed by Kenichi Matsubara, though there are other names associated with the game's soundtrack as well. Kenichi Matsubara has also written music for the arcade games Haunted Castle and Gradius 2, as well as Contra Force for the NES. According to VGMPF.com, Kinuyo Yamashita, a composer who worked on the original Castlevania, says that Matsubara only wrote the music, and it's likely that the other names that pop up when researching the game are the ones who coded it for the FDS and NES iterations. 
Those names are Satoe Tereshima of Goonies 2, Russian Attack, and Castlevania fame, and Koji Morata from Basis Loaded, Top Gun, and Skater Die. So, Matt, what are your memories of this game? Oh, I've got some actually pretty funny ones. Um, so, uh, first, let's touch on the Nintendo Power. Um, I remember getting that issue uh, and just being like, wow, this, is, this looks really cool. I remember getting the game and thinking, oh my god, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, would it come out 88? Let's say maybe I'm 8 or 9 years old and I'm just like, this is so above my pay grade. And, <laughs> um, and I just remember kind of fiddling around with it for a while. And then I think a year or two later, um, and you have the book. You had the book at AVGC with all the cheat codes and stuff in it. I got my hands on that. And they had the final code. So, like, you're fully equipped, raring to go, and you just go after Dracula. So I put that code in. I, uh, you know, followed the map or, you know, the directions to get to Dracula. I beat him, and I ended the game. So <laughs> I beat the game in less than 10 minutes by, you know, popping it in, uh, throwing in the code, and then following it and beating the game. And I was like cool and i think that was literally it and then maybe like five years ago i was like you know what i feel like (laughs) i'm versed enough as a gamer to maybe attempt this but the whole like um you know the code system was poor at best you know back then like you think of games like metro we had punch in like 26 characters of code and stuff just to whatever and it, and it's just awful so i think i started it again maybe five six years ago and i was like i'm insane for doing this and then i just put it down <laughs> but uh, you know a lot of uh, there are a lot of things that really stick out in my head about that uh game it was a lot of fun uh regardless i and i think that's really where you know, unbeknownst to me, a whole series of uh, gameplay was going to be born out of that, the Metroidvania kind of style, this idea of back... Well, I mean, I take that back because, you know, Metroid was one of the first ones to do the backtracking and stuff. But I think it was with that game I noticed that I kind of liked this concept. I didn't... Again, I didn't know it was going to become something, and then, you know, it gets... It, it uh, explodes into other things like Super Metroid and, you know, um, Symphony of the Night and games like that. Yeah, um... Let's see. My history with this game. <laughs> oh, this this sounds like it's going to be a therapy session. Well, you know what? It was one of those um uh a neighborhood a neighborhood. <laughs> a neighborhood kid had it. Uh this kid, I think his name was Jimmy Mallon. He lived down the street. And I don't remember how I got my hands on a copy of the first Castlevania, but I know I loved the heck out of it. And when I found out that my neighbor had Castlevania 2, I was noticeably excited. Um, and we fired it up. We loved the awesome music. And then I just uh, started walking like, oh, wow, this is kind of like Zelda 2, uh, where like you just kind of you can go back and forth and you know, do backtracking and whatnot. But it, was, it seemed to have even less direction than Zelda 2. Like, I never yes. felt that I wasn't completely lost in that game. And I remember, I distinctly remember the process Dracula's rib thing, thinking that that was a thing that I was doing. Like, it wasn't that I got Dracula's rib. It never occurred to me that it was meant to say, you now possess Dracula's rib. I always thought that I was getting it and then processing it. (laughs) Like digesting it. I I didn't really have any idea what that meant. Like I was performing some sort of ritual with it and turning it into a potion or something. I don't know, but... Mm. Yeah, uh, there was a there was a lot of confusion surrounding that game, and I it never <laughs> it never clicked with me. I never actually went through and beat the game. I, I still haven't to this day, because um, that years later when I found out about the tornado thing, I was just like, "This oh, is oh yeah." I'm I'm sorry, but no, there's just absolutely <laughs> I don't think so. absolutely not. I'm I'm tagging out. I would like to go back and do it now, though. Um, I hope hopefully that'll hit like uh the Switch's uh NES Classic whatever series, and I can uh play it on Switch or something. I mean, I have the NES Classic Edition, but the sound is screwy on the NES Classic Edition, so I tend to not play that more often than not. Um, yeah, it's not something I reach for either. 
Yeah, it's like I play the Super NES one all the time, the Super NES Classic Edition, and I love that it has Castlevania 4 on it. But because the Super NES Classic Edition, the emulation is wonderful, but uh, and the NES Classic one, whenever there's like even the smallest of sounds that are just wrong, it ruins the whole thing for me. Mm. But um, well, I tell you that the new Switch stuff is uh, it's probably the best NES emulation I've ever seen. So uh, here's hoping Castlevania 2 comes to that so I can eventually play through it. I have watched a playthrough of it uh, a couple of times. I mean, I have spent a decent chunk of time with this game, just never actually got anywhere with it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a lot of gamers. Uh, but I have watched playthroughs of it to finally see how the game works, like how it how it is finished. I remember years ago watching a YouTube playthrough and being like, you got to be kidding me with this crap. Yeah, some um, of it just doesn't flat out make any sense. Uh, yeah. Again, poor translation and stuff is, is the culprit in some cases. Yeah. But I have, a, I have always really thoroughly enjoyed the music in this game. Uh, it's got really quite an incredible soundtrack. Uh, and... Sp- Possibly my favorite song in the Castlevania series is in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it's just darn good stuff, no matter how you slice it. So, uh, what do you say we start listening to it, huh? I'm excited. Say we get off our duffs and start listening to this business. Yeah. <laughs> so, like I said, uh, we were going to listen to um, the NES versions and the Famicom Disk System versions. Now, since we are coming at this from an American perspective, we're going to start with NES and then follow them up with the FDS version. So we're going to be listening to the same songs twice in a row. And uh, unlike Zelda and Metroid, the ones we've done before, every single song on this soundtrack sounds different. Uh, you know, Legend of Zelda, uh, uh, compared to, what is it, Hyrule Fantasy, whatever the heck the rest of the subtitle is in the, in, in the, the Famicom Disk system, it's only like a couple of songs that actually have any real differences to them. In this one, every single track uses different instruments, and it's really interesting. Some of them actually have some some slight variances in the actual compositions themselves that really change the feeling. Um, the NES version, whereas the, the disc system has more instruments, I think, um, I can't remember really how it was explained, but there was something about the way that the NES um, was able to process sound, that they were able to do, I guess, more with less mm-hmm. uh, in some of these cases. So you'll notice that a lot of the NES ones have much more aggressive drums to them and, and feel almost a little bit more intense. Uh, whereas the disc system ones kind of tend to be a little bit more spooky and not necessarily by design so much as just, you know, this is the, the what they could pull off with the uh, particular uh, sound equipment that was available to them. So let's dive into this and start with uh, the first track, which is called Message of Darkness. This is um, more or less your title screen music. If I'm remembering this right, the title screen just kind of showed up uh, complete silence, and then this music started as soon as you pressed start. Uh, So here is the NES version of Message of Darkness. Enjoy. ever played this game that's probably a, a song that you are familiar with because uh, uh, absolutely i don't think there's any chance you you played this game only once so uh <laughs> here is the slight there is the, the more than slightly different famicom disc system version of message of darkness So this is a this is interesting. That disc system version is far more menacing. I think it's because of the lack of drums. That's it's, yeah. You know what? Wow, I didn't even notice that there were no drums in that one until you mentioned it. But yeah, the lack of drums, and I guess just how 
I guess, loud the instrument choices were. Um, when you think about, you know, the NES is perfectly capable of some rather loud sounding instruments, you know, like delivering on that level of intensity. Mm -hmm. uh, and really, I feel like the, uh, the NES one went for a bit more eerie, which I think was a smart call because I think that's a really good way to start this game, especially since, you know, what comes right after it is not when you start this game, you don't start in action. You start in a, a town uh, right. where nothing can really hurt you unless you're an idiot and you walk into a puddle. Uh, <laughs> been there, done that. Um, Got the t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, but, but the, yeah, I think if I had to choose, I'd have to choose the NES version of this one. Um, there's some strike me as like somewhat sour notes in that disc system one. What did you, what did, what did you think? Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I, if I had to choose, I think the NES version, but I, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure why I, I think the, the Famicom version has a great, um, What's the word I'm looking for? It, it's got a great sound. There's a level of fullness to it. But mm -hmm. I think ultimately, it for me, and I think you kind of touched on it too, it doesn't encapsulate um, a Castlevania. I don't know. Like having played multiple, you know, uh, uh, multiple, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, efforts in the series. You know, I know what the series is supposed to be about, or at least I have an idea how I would do, you know, whatever. I don't think uh, the Famicom version really does it. And that's not for lack of trying. I think it's a very beautiful, um, full piece of music. Uh, it's just, I think. I kind of feel like it would work better as boss music, really. Ah. Like, just because of how it kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, uh, why well, can't I remember the name of the track? The boss music from Castlevania 1. Um, it reminds me a little mm -hmm. bit of that. Like, um, you could almost see facing off against like a giant bat or something to this music. Cause it's so much more, it's so much more intense. You know what I mean? And uh, I think that's what I like more about the NES version for it being the piece where it is, is that it's less intense and more just like, it's getting spooky around here. Grab your <laughs> whip. <laughs> what a terrible night to have a curse. Indeed. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next track is, uh, I, I think, I haven't put a ton of thought into it, but I do think that this next track is my favorite Castlevania track uh, of all time, and that is The Silence of Daylight. I, I, I can't really put into words how much I love this composition. I just think it's absolutely amazing. I don't think it's been, uh, of all the music in Castlevania that's been reprised over the years, I, I feel like this one has not gotten nearly as much of a chance to shine. Um, this track is just stinking cool. Uh, so, uh, let's, let's get right to it. This is the silence of daylight from Castlevania Two: Simon's quest. gotta be one of the best bass lines in all of the universe that song to me is very quintessential uh castlevania which is kind of i think uh funny to say i think mostly because like um you know up until symphony of the night they mm -hmm. went away you know when they went away from the platforming uh it's like the only time that that i think that music appears something like that right that's the only time yeah there's not really a lot of downtime music in castlevania so yeah. uh well before we discuss any further let's listen to the famicom disc system version here is the silence of daylight enjoy
so that was a silence of daylight from the Famicom disk system. And uh, again, I've got to give the points to the NES version here. Mm, you know what? I am almost divided. This one's a little too close for me to call, but I'm going to lean NES. Um, maybe it's, it's because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm my little uh, nostalgia time machine. And I'm just, it's kind of reminding me of the times of, you know, being a kid and playing it and what have you. Mm -hmm. But, um, I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm a little partial to the, um, the NES soundboard. I would say these aren't my favorite sound effects. Even when we go back to our Zelda episode, um, I've never really loved the disc system instrument choices. Mm -hmm. Um, but there are some, there are some things, and I think we're going to run into a few of them, uh, listening to this soundtrack as well, that there are just more sound channels to work with. Right uh, with yeah. the disc system, so you get things where um, there are some extra layers added to them. This one, however, um, it is it is a close call. There's yeah. something about the uh, again the intensity that I think they get more right in the NES one than this one. Mm-hmm. Um, the, and it really just uh, comes down to the, the the instrument choices. The drums, for for example, in the um, the NES version are uh, pretty much the exact same uh, composition. But because of the instrument choices, they sound so much more intense in the NES one. Mm-hmm. And there's just something just unavoidably cool about that NES one. <laughs> it sounds so solid. And um, this one, uh, the disc system versions, there's some um, some of the you know, the bass notes are a bit more staccato, you know, where they don't really hold out too well. Yeah. And I think that the, that bass line being as amazing as it is, I think is better represented in the NES, NES version. Uh, you know, everything you said, I, I, I agree with... Um... That that baseline is great, and yeah, in in the Famicom version, it doesn't. Um, I almost feel like it doesn't do it justice. The NES just, um, ah, it just gets the feel right. That's that's really what it boils down to. It really does, and and getting you know away from the comparison here, like let's just talk about how how great a composition this is. Oh yeah, um, just just uh, ah. there's something about the way that it. Um, and I, I I doubt that this is intentional, but it's always kind of clicked in my head. Uh, everywhere in Castlevania, particularly in Simon's Quest in the towns, there's stairs everywhere. Yeah. You know, there's there's every, <laughs> someone's always climbing stairs, and I've always just kind of loved the connection of that and the part of this song that 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 climbs. You know, there's that that part where the the whole music starts climbing with the dun 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 It not only is it cool that it's you know this this climbing thing that's happening while you're climbing stairs which i'm sure is just my own ridiculousness uh uh manifesting itself <laughs> in my words but um and in my brain but really that that part in general is is so awesome because what this, this song does is it adds it, it's really intense when you think about it but it's also like completely laid back cool it's just such an unbelievably cool song and you're, you're safe when this song is playing yeah. Um. But you know that that, that but the there's a that certain level of dread going on just beneath the surface. Uh. That it's like I'm safe now, but as soon as I walk away from this town, uh, monsters are gonna try to kill me. I I think this just this both versions of this just really encapsulate the feeling of being in those few safe zones in Simon's Quest and just being cursed in general throughout the course of this game. Uh, yeah. it's it's a it's a damn masterpiece. And if I, I wasn't mistaken, and I'm sorry to cut you off, weren't uh, when it became night, weren't the towns like locked down, and there were monsters in the towns too? Yes, absolutely. The towns were <laughs> not safe. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at night. What a horrible night to have a curse. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that's such a good song too. Ah, oh, they're all such good songs. <laughs> and speaking of which, we've got more to go, bro. We really do. Let's uh, let's let's keep this train moving. I could I could talk Silence of Daylight all day long because that song is incredible. But this is another incredible song, probably the most popular track uh, from this game because it's 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 appeared in in tons of other Castlevania games, uh, and it's cool almost every single time. Uh, nah, screw almost. It's cool every single time, no matter how good or bad the cover is. This song is always awesome to hear. Uh, we're talking about the incomparable Bloody Tears. Uh, this is the basically the daytime out in the wilderness fighting werewolves and skeletons music. Uh, it's a totally awesome tune, and I really, I really like both versions of this. And if my memory is serving me right, both versions have pretty different feels. Uh, so let's uh, get to work. Here's the NES version of Bloody Tears. 
unreasonably good composition. Oh, I have so much to say, but before we dive in, here is the Famicom Disk System version. Bloody Tears from uh, the Famicom Disk System version of Castlevania 2. Uh, and boy, those are two pretty different feeling uh, versions of that song. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like you said before, uh, going into this, neither one of them is bad. And yeah, neither one of them is bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much any rendition has not been bad. Wait, has not. No, you're right. You got okay. it. Okay. I followed. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. English isn't my first language. Um, there's something in the Famicom version that I didn't hear in the uh, NES version, and that's um, when it's in that organ part, and then it, it builds up. It comes up, it comes up, and just before it gets into the drum part, boom, 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 there's a part where they kind of, I guess it's the bass, or what would be your on a, on a keyboard would be your, your left hand, your bass hand. It, mm-hmm. it does these very accentuating notes, but almost with um, whatever synthesizer it is, it sounds like a little mix of maybe, um, I don't know, like a harpsichord slash, you know, electronic piano or something. And it just accentuates those bass notes. And it's it where it sits in the mix is just, I think it's perfect. And it, it, um, it creates something else within that part. Just before it gets back, it kicks back over to the dun, 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 mm-hmm. and I think it's fantastic. Uh, ultimately, I still will go with the Nintendo version, but uh, it it has the same part in the Nintendo version, but it's it's uh, done more on a bass. But I just like what they did there that they they trans. It sounds like they transponded it up a couple steps to get yeah, it. Up. It it's really interesting that that whole part in the beginning the. Um... I guess traditionally organ uh, is what it's been played on uh, every time it's done with more modern stuff that Mm -hmm. that that's um, the NES version, I just think is is so much more intense uh, because it does include drums and the uh, the disc system version does not until you get to the the main part of the melody. Right. Um, But the disc system version is it seems far more orchestral uh, and and Mm -hmm. more, I guess, traditionally creepy. Um, It's it's very it, you know it's it's done as this very eerie kind of a piece of music and the NES version just like well this freaking rocks yeah. <laughs> there's just no two ways about it this is awesome um, but yeah the 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 bass is totally different for those two parts you know in the uh, yeah. the 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 FDS version it just it gets these four climbing notes and then in the uh, NES one it, it does that really cool uh, you know do 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 like back back and forth there which. I think is it adds just a, a more perfect intensity and kind of fits the situation a bit better. Um, but then again, on the other hand, uh, the FDS version has more going on during the the primary melody. You know, you've got the 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 extra background bits um, in the uh, the the NES when you've got da, 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 that kind of background bit there. Mm-hmm. That only happens once, and it doesn't you know it doesn't repeat itself. And in the FDS version, it repeats itself a couple of times, and then just kind of gets a little bit more. Uh, singy underneath it you know there's just um it's just a lot more going on there it's it's a bit more full um but i guess it's kind of a testament to how good the nes one is is that it never feels empty even by comparison to the even technically more full fds version um because it's just so well put together and really using those uh classic nes konami instruments you know what i mean like we're, we're talking like this is the same instrument set that you hear in stuff like uh blades of steel and stinger um 
maybe not so much Stinger, but uh, um, <laughs> definitely those uh, that that era of of um, silver label Konami NES games. They had this very Konami instrument set that was just so very uniquely theirs. Um, you can almost always tell a Konami game when you listen to it, and this is a uh, Definitely hitting on that in, in in the best possible way. I I love it. It's great. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, man. Okay, next track is uh, ooh, this is a good one. It's a good one. Uh, <laughs> this is this is Monster Dance. This is uh, this is what a horrible night to have a curse. This is uh, you know, things go afoul and the the sun goes down and Simon says, "What a horrible night to have a curse." And uh. You doesn't matter if you're in the town or in the woods. There are monsters out to get you, and this totally awesome music plays in all scenarios. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to Monster Dance from Castlevania 2. <laughs> covers of that song over the years <laughs> oh yeah yeah there's definitely some good stuff out there but anyway before we yeah, yeah. so easy so he's just dive right into talking about it but the interest in of keeping things concise and comparing them right next to each other now let's give a listen to the famicom disk system version Monster Dance from the Famicom Disk System version, uh, and I think this is the first track that I'm going to give the nod to the FDS version. I I think I prefer that one to the NES one. It's close, but uh, the way it really comes together in um, I mean, actually it's just really kind of both both bits of it. The last part of the song before the loop, it's just um, it feels really full. Like just they're using every channel. Uh, in in just a, a marvelous way with all those little uh, little uh, I just like really staccato notes just kind of chiming all over the place. But then also that kind of beginning part, the -na 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 -na, it it sounds very like violiny, you know, uh, which I guess is not really something that's easy to get out of an NES. And uh, for some reason, I just think this composition works better with this instrument set. What do you think? Gonna say the room's divided. I gotta go with <laughs> NES on this one. Um. My initial impression of the Famicom version, and and this is very backwards, is like, oh, nice try. <laughs> 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 but you know, I I like it. Obviously, I like it. I think it's I think it's a really great track overall. Famicom did a good job. Uh, ultimately, I think the NES um, the NES takes the cake on this one. Um, there's just something about some of the I, I'll I'll agree with you uh, on on one thing you said where um there's that ending part there and it just it you're you're probably right that they used every single channel they could and and it sounds full and fat and you know maybe the way it should like a nice like robust piece of music too but um ultimately I think of the setting I think of you know what your Belmont is going through. It's now night and you're being assaulted almost literally from every angle. Mm -hmm. And there's something about the NES version that, 
without playing the game in front of me, I feel an eminent uh, danger, you know, and lurking. Everything's lurking, and and I I think I get that more from the NES version than I do the the Famicom version. See, on me, I feel like I get that a little bit more from the Famicom version. But it's it's interesting that you say that because I felt very similar the first time I heard this uh, to what you were saying. <laughs> um, and then honestly, as the song loops like in on itself, I kind of get it more. You know, when it first starts, you're just like, boy, these these instruments are kind of ridiculous. But yeah. as it you know loops in on itself, and really particularly the the bass sound that you get from the da 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 the it's like really really deep and and menacing and and spooky uh in 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 all the right ways and uh really they're they're both they're both excellent and it is it is a close call for me especially because again um drums mean drums mean a lot to me um i am a drummer by trade uh but the um the drums are definitely the 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 drum sounds are definitely better in the nes version however i do think i still give this uh give the nod to the fds here well there you go room's divided Room's a terrible night to have a curse. <laughs> Indeed, but it is really a um. It's just a. It's just a remarkably good, awesome piece of you know dangerous music. You know, it's uh. Oh yeah. No matter which version you're listening to, it's very um, very unsettling. It's very actiony. Um, you know, this is those those parts of the game do for all their exploration. They do still feel like an action platformer, and I feel like a this is just classic. It's vintage Castlevania. It's it's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean. Again, like I said, uh, everything you're saying is is really on point, and even to the to the point where you said, uh, when you first heard, you felt the same way, and then I felt the same way you did, which is to say, once a loop back in on itself, I didn't notice how I originally felt, where I was like, oh, this is kind of chintzy, but you know, I'm I'm still sticking with it. Awesome. Well, let's uh let's get ourselves to a castle, huh? Uh, it, the series is Castlevania. It sure is. The next song we're going to listen to is Dwelling of Doom, which is uh, the music that plays once you get to the uh, the castle areas, the places that are holding Dracula's body parts that you are uh, out to track down and uh, to remove your curse. Uh, so yeah, this, the track is called Dwelling of Doom, which is a uh, boy. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a little on the nose, but uh, I'll take it. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to uh, Dwelling of Doom from the NES version of Castlevania 2. Filling your NES with doom. Oh, boy. Now let's hear what it sounded like on the Famicom Doom system. (laughs) (laughs) A link of doom. Enjoy. Doom! So much doom. It's doomtastic. Uh, you keep saying doom, and it keeps reminding me of Invader Zim. <laughs> I'm going to sing, sing the doom, doom dooms. 
Uh, so I, I'm torn on this one because I really like a lot about both of them. And there's, there's like, I want to go with the NES version, honestly, but the part in the beginning where they bend the notes, I don't really love that. The, the, it's all like that it sounds awful <laughs> well yes I, you should never play ds games with my voice in the background <laughs> oh that's the um, worst synthesizer yeah i am the worst synthesizer <laughs> I, yeah there's just something about the beginning of it with the, the way they bend all the, the the notes that's always really been off-putting to me and not in like the this is a creepy, scary castle of doom kind of way. And we're like, what, the what hell? is this, a fun house? What the hell? <laughs> like, uh, so, so the fact that that stuff is all very, you know, just, just played straight in the FDS version is very nice. But um, I kind of feel like the second half of it um, still comes out sounding better in the NES one, um, just instrument choices wise. And really, the um, again, the drums add the right level of intensity because the, um, the FDS version does have... Oh, it's nice and intense. There's no doubt about it. But when when played right next to the NES version, I just don't think it. I don't think it holds a candlestick to it. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> dad jokes. What did you think, Matt? <laughs> I think your dad jokes are terrible. I, I'm kidding. I love dad jokes. Um, as far as the tracks are concerned, uh, I, you know, I'm I'm gonna go with the NES. The, the Famicom version is great. Um, it's actually really, really good. And I think this was another instance, for me at least, where it really came down to the wire. There's a real close race for the two of them. Um, I don't know that, A, I noticed the weird bendy notes, and B, I don't know in not noticing them that they even mattered to me, at least for the NES version. Um, the Famicom version definitely does sound very much more straightforward. Uh, and, and that's to its, um, I guess it's strength. Uh, it's there, it's a, obviously it's a really great composition, uh, two different systems playing the same great composition. And I almost feel like there are no losers there. Um, agreed. I just think ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm just picking NES because I'm a fan of the NES soundboard. Um, and that's really what it boils down to. It's, you know, through no fault of its own, there's no glaring discrepancies that I'm like, ah, oh, you know, they did this really poorly uh, on blank, you know, system or whatever. They just, it, it really just go, boils down to instrumentation choice and 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 soundboard. So, yeah, they're both uh, they're both good from from my perspective. They really are. Um, I just don't think it stacks up to NES if you put them next to each other. Yeah, sure. I mean, as we have done. Indeed, but really, the uh, again getting back to the really the 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 whole purpose of the song itself, you know, comparisons aside, it does its job of um making those uh those stages seem very intense because yeah, so you got the you got your towns that are a bunch of stairs, and then you've got these uh the exploration segments in between that aren't really like you know there's some platforming and stuff involved, but I feel like it's you know once you get to the castles, that's where you start feeling like you know there's traps everywhere and spikes and all sorts of other nasty stuff going down so um uh i i think it does a great job of really capturing what it's meant to capture uh it, it does its job extremely well uh as i believe most of the music in this does yeah so let's stick with the castle uh castle theme two which is called within these castle walls um out just just gonna throw this out there if i'm getting any of these uh track titles wrong because i know that a lot of castlevania music does in fact have actual names to them uh, this is the stuff that I found, but uh, I am, as always, uh, more than willing to admit that I am wrong about things. So if you, <laughs> you do find out that, uh, that, that I, am, I am saying these things wrong and I sound like an idiot, please let me know. Um, and, and on top of that, you're an avid collector of video game music. So if someone finds a discrepancy, it just makes your collection that much more accurate. I know I'm, exactly. I'm very OCD about that sort of stuff. You got to come to my house and see my, like, my CD collection and... You know, when I was using an iPod, everything was everything was uniform and it was crazy. But I know what it means to have a very accurate collection. Yeah, and I want uh, all of my I want all my stuff to be con uh, attributed to the correct people. Um, yeah, of course. And all the correct names. Hey, these guys and gals worked very hard on this. They sure did. 
Uh, so let's let's go. Here is within these castle walls from Castlevania Two: Simon's Quest. castle walls uh let's hear what it sounds like on the fds My vote actually on this one is pretty clear uh, to to go with the FDS version. I think that I think it captures the the creepy feel flawlessly. What do you think? Oh man! All right, <laughs> a few things. I really, 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 really liked what the FDS version did. The problem I have with the FDS version is it doesn't include my favorite part. Uh which is what the NES did. So it essentially loops the main uh, melody, right? And it just, it runs it. There's a section in the NES version that it's almost, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It it drops for a second and then the bass just goes, doom, do-do-do-do, And it is just unexpected. As far as encapsulating the feel for mm-hmm. what's happening, uh, FDS does a fantastic job. And like I said, I really wanted to... It, it, the, that version had me. Oh, I, but um, you know, for previous episodes, I've mentioned that when I listen to these tracks, I can see the waveforms. And in the audio industry, they have this thing called the stick of butter. And that's when you're... Uh, you're um, your volume fade, not your faders, but your volume uh, visualizers go to yellow and they stay at yellow. This mm-hmm. track was essentially a stick of butter. There was no dynamic to it. And the NES version had dynamic. It had that part that I liked that was missing in the Famicom version. And I really wanted to like the Famicom version. I really wanted to put a check in the Famicom version, but it's missing that part. And there's a lack of dynamic. And, but, I mean, again, a, another great composition done really well by both systems. Um, ultimately, what loses it for me is, is those two things, lack of dynamic and, and lack of that part. I got to give it to NES. Hmm. I can respect that. Well, you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I could sit here and disrespect it. You're right. You could. You're a butt. <laughs> I have a butt. Yeah. Words are right coming now. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I did not see that coming because I don't have eyes. I'm a butt, apparently. Uh, uh, all right. Well, um, yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about that one. Uh, it's 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 not the most complex piece. It's nice and nice and eerie, and it sets up the final boss or the final battle or whatever this track is called. Uh, I have two different versions. One I, one's called Final Battle. One's called Final Boss. I don't know what the official title of this one would be, but I, um, 
it's pretty self-explanatory what this is about, so uh, let's go ahead and give it a listen. Uh, here is Final Boss from Castlevania II, Simon's Quest. on the repetitive side but as well it should be it says any good good final boss music would go um that's a good tune let's listen to what it sounds like in a, on the fds shall we boss music from the FDS system. FDS system, yeah, right. FDS version. <laughs> system. The S is for system. It's like calling it's like saying ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> the we'll take that up with the Department of Redundancy Department. Exactly. Um I gotta give this one to NES. There's 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 the first chunk of it I definitely like better on FDS, but the second chunk of it I think it just is just nails it on the NES one in the intensity department. Especially the part where the melody and the bass line start playing the exact same notes for just the, the briefest of seconds, which is just super good at capturing intensity. Uh, yeah, thumbs up to NES version. Uh, agreed. Uh, NES takes the win on this one for me. But for me, the deciding factor is that descending, uh, that quick descending kind of organy. It just sounds better on that NES soundboard. Um, FDS, again, fantastic job, fantastic rendition. It just gets beat out by these little things. For me, I hear these little things uh, in the NES version, and then they're missing, which is ironic because the FDS version came first. It's the source material. You know, it's so rare for me to say the newer version or the reimagination of it is better than the source material. But I again... It could be because I'm nostalgic for the original game. It could be I only know the original game's music, or, excuse me, I'm nostalgic for the NES version, which is the version I only know, uh, you know, again, because that's the game I played. I've never played the Famicom version. Uh, this is essentially the first time I'm hearing uh, this uh, version of the soundtrack, uh, at least knowingly, you know. So, NES, man. Yeah, NES all the way. Uh, this is an effective piece of music. Um, it's I think it's great final boss music. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, this final boss battle is not overly intense. Um, for some reason, I have this feeling in my head that it's just it's a it's a relatively easy fight. But I could be. Oh, that's right. This is the one where you can literally just throw a bunch of a uh, holy water at Dracula. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Just throw it at him, and then a uh, boss fight over. So. <laughs> all if that anything, lead up the, for that <laughs> the, if anything the final boss music is too intense <laughs> <laughs> it would be good final boss music for a proper Dracula fight correct uh, boy somebody should really remake Castlevania 2 right I'm not morally opposed to it I, th- I think this game is ripe for a shiny new uh, shiny new version what's funny is that the, at the jump we, you were talking about um the new uh, Nintendo uh, online service. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously we're doing Simon's Quest. I knew that going in. I'm, I'm not that, you know, oblivious. <laughs> uh, and I was, I was saying to myself in my head, it'd be great if they, they threw that out there and they made the necessary adjustments to the translation and, you know, maybe tweaked a few things here and there to make the game a little more streamlined playable. You know, not outright, uh, you know, linear one point to the other because the game isn't designed that way. But you could certainly tweak it too much and make it like, you know, you go, you go so far left, you end up right, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we'll see it. 
maybe we will. But uh, not tonight. We won't. No, no, no. Not tonight. We won't. So uh, let's. Uh, we've made it. We've made it to the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, we've only got uh, our final track and and both versions left. So uh, what we're gonna do is we're gonna listen to uh, the NES version uh, and we're gonna say our goodbyes and we'll play out with the Famicom Disk System version of a Requiem, which is the ending theme. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to the first version. Here is a Requiem. a requiem the ending from uh castlevania 2 simon's quest well uh so since we're going to be leaving you with the fds version we're going to talk about this ahead of time um boy this was a really tough one to to choose well i wanted it you kind of want it to be tougher to choose because i think um that one part the first very first uh i guess loop of it Mm-hmm. sounds better in the fds mm-hmm. the problem is is that the nes version keeps changing <laughs> yeah there's more to it you know they they add you know bits of drums it changes mm-hmm. keys uh and the fds version just loops over and over and over again um which i guess isn't necessarily bad but if you <laughs> after starting with the nes version it's like you keep expecting it to to change and then it doesn't change until the very very end and that very, very end part, I think, definitely sounds better in the NES one. So, sorry to leave you with an inferior track, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. What, what, what do you think? Um, okay. This one I'm actually really on the fence about. Like, a lot, some of these were very one-sided, in my opinion. A handful were close calls. This one I'm really, really, really on the fence about. Um, I'll start with the FDS version. The FDS version sounds beautiful and i think when i i should say when i think about finishing a game and kind of seeing that final sequence whatever it may be or getting credits rolled over you know whatever it is this is more in league with something i'd want to hear this very full and i'll use the word robust again kind of track very lush uh sounding um but like you said the NES version has dynamic. It, it changes. It goes places. It does things. Little bits with the drums, which I'm a huge fan of. Um, I think the final part of the FDS version is great. It's this nice little come down, and mm-hmm. you know, it ends very well. It ends the way a track should end. You know, a little not necessarily a fade out, but it ends appropriately. Uh, but the NES version has so much more going for it and not like we threw everything in including the kitchen sink it just is this track that again is something i want to hear at the end there's a level of triumphantness to it there's a level of uh closure which i think is important especially when you finish a game unless they do that cheeky thing where it's like to be continued question mm-hmm. mark um I swear it's a 51-49 vote in favor of the NES version. I really, truly thought when the Famicom version ended, I actually had a choice 
of Famicom. I thought I was going to walk away and say, well, you know what? I voted for Famicom at least once, but. So it's a clean sweep for you, huh? Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. It yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you, actually. I mean, I'm, I'm even more firmly in the camp of uh, the NES one being the, the victor in uh, the, the Requiem department just because, uh, it, because it is dynamic. And I think that just adds a lot to the, the feeling of the ending. I also like how the very ending, um, uh, what's the what's the word for it? it? Slows down a little bit in the NES one, and it just kind of keeps the same tempo in the uh, FDS yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, like I said, uh, I I don't mean to leave you with the inferior track, and it is not a bad track by any stretch of the imagination. And uh, since it is an ending tune, it's a pretty good thing to uh to end on. But uh, there we go, we did it. That's our show. How you feeling, Matt? I feel great. I may I regret no decision. Um. NES all day, and uh, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah, Castlevania 2, really, really incredible soundtrack. Not that that's a surprise to anybody. <laughs> no. You know, not that we're, we're breaking new ground here by saying Castlevania 2's got a great soundtrack, but I'm glad that we've um, been able to spend the time to really break down why it's so good. Uh, because for all the faults of the game itself, there's, there's almost nothing wrong with any of these tunes. This game has just got really, really classic soundtrack for, for a darn good reason. Oh, absolutely. Join us next time when Matt and I will be presenting our annual spooky special as part of Geekade's 31 Days of Halloween. I know I've already got my songs picked out, Matt. Huh? What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I will definitely be doing my homework. Um, I have one or two certainly picked out. Um, got a few more uh, I got to pick, but I, I, I'm very happy actually with my selections thus far. So. That's awesome. Yeah, some, I'm really excited. Some modern gaming. Uh, Ooh. But but that weird retro modern gaming that's happening. There's a big um resurgence of six eight and sixteen and you know, thirty two bit games with chip tune sound. Definitely is some of that. And in fact, now that you mention it, um I already had two modern things on mine, but I might have to go for a third, uh, considering a game that I just finished playing has an incredible soundtrack. But uh you know what? This conversation for, for another time. Um, Correct. Uh, as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories of the video games we've discussed here today, and you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook, and you'll find out more information on our next games, as well as a nice, convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at and while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. As we said earlier, we're going to leave you tonight with the FDS version of A Requiem. You already know it's a great tune, and while I'd argue and have argued that the NES version is <laughs> superior, uh, this one is still darn good song to go out with. Thanks for listening, everybody, and good night.